Welcome back to Kent and the Steering Team. We have reached quite the milestone. We are at episode 10. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, as always, you are hosted today by Phil and myself, Drew. Sadly, once again, Kent can't be with us today. Unfortunately, he's found himself stuck in an escape room. Anyway, moving along with our little 10th anniversary show, and that's 10-week anniversary, because yes. like like a good teenage romance, we count these things. Anyway, well, yeah? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, wouldn't it be yeah. week-aversary? Week-aversary. Week 10-week-aversary? Week-aversary, yeah. yeah. Um, also, yes. do we do what Apple did and call this the X, but <gasps> have it pronounced as... 10 or do we call this episode x apple you brought them up this time i know and i feel like an idiot i didn't want to talk about them at all i wasn't going to mention them and i've done it damn it this is episode x 10 (laughs) 10 maybe one day maybe one day they will pay us to do things for them i doubt it no they don't ever pay anyone to do anything they just rip people off a lot anyway yeah anyway um drusseff what, what, do we, what do we have on today's episode? Are we going to discuss this American flag that I got? Oh, wait, no. We, no, you Go shut away. me down last time. Go away. No. <laughs> okay, no. so we're not doing that. No. Um, I guess we got some news to talk about, which is little uh, ditty that happened in Australia today. Uh, well, yesterday, at the date of this going out. Indeed. No, actually, at the time of recording, uh, which is Thursday, late. <laughs> um, we have something to discuss, which is the... Uh, plebiscite for marriage equality that happened. Yes, quite so. That. Um, and also, through me doing some reading and investigationing into that, um, the term millennial, I think we should discuss at some point throughout this episode number 10. X. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we will also have a little bit of reeling news for you, which this week basically consists of us giving a little review of Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express, which we saw a few hours ago. Can I just say on that really quickly? Yes. Am I the only one that used to get confused between... I used to think that Continental meant like an Asian breakfast because of the, the food brand Continental that does like food. So I used to think that if someone was having a Continental breakfast, I used to think of like more Asian kind of thing. And when I hear the term Oriental, I think of China. Is that wrong or is that right? The term Orient or Oriental. Orient, like the Orient is a term. So like the Orient for... Express, I thought it was like Chinese. Yeah, but the the Orient itself is, is a phrase for a part of the world. Continental is... It, is it, it consists of a good portion of Asia, yes, which is where the term Oriental comes from. But Continental... Continental is different. No, not like Canton. Oh, okay. Well, Continental is like Canton. 
Anyway, yes. yeah, no, I thought that Continental was Asian because um, of the food brand or food, quick, easy, ready mix foods. And I thought that Oriental was just like the Asian part of the world. Um, there we go. That's my intelligence for the day. Shot to pieces. Um, Where yes. do you want to start talking? Shall Let's we d- talk about yeah? this big thing, big piece of news in Australia. Yes, indeed. I will let you kick off with this one. Okay, dokie. So, um, our Australian government here thought it'd be incredibly clever um, that instead of just uh, deciding what pretty obviously we would have all agreed on, which is to have marriage equality, um, gay rights, or just equal uh, marriage rights for the LGBTQI community. I don't well know. Done. Lots of well done. Well done. Yeah, you got them all. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you got it. You got, got it. Done. Um, should have just said the alphabet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) basically, um, so the government was like, instead of just being kind of obvious and logical about this, let's just waste, how much money was it? How much did it cost? $122 million. Let's just waste $122 million by going out and asking literally everyone to send in what we think you should, what, what you think, um, should happen and should we allow marriage equality in this country. So anyway, so they sent out a plebiscite. We um, have done that. And today, uh, like a true host of a game show at 10 o'clock or just past 10, a guy uh, really, you know, kind of um, forced the issue and held us and, and kept us captivated in the moment. Um, and pretty much on like a cliffhanger, revealed to us that uh, 61 point something percent of Australians have voted yes to marriage equality which means that it has passed 61.6 percent of us have said yes to marriage equality which is a huge win for this country and rather obviously the answer that we were all expecting now let's clarify very quickly this was an opinion vote about whether or not it should be legal in the eyes of the public this does not automatically mean that it will be passed in Parliament. It still has to go Correct. to a vote within the Parliament. So, it, it is an it exceptional... It pointlessness. Yes, it, it's an exceptional win for the people. But it what, still what stands to... Yeah. <laughs> what, what I don't understand is, if they were going to this much effort, why didn't it just get passed? Why isn't it just a referendum? Why go to this much effort to give us the option or the, the ask for our opinion, but what was the point in doing it in the first place if you're not going to do anything with it? Make it a referendum and make it actually, if you know, stand. That's what I don't understand. Who cares about it? We voted you in the first place and you've been hearing our opinions in opinion polls and what you think. Why not just let that stand then? Why not have to make your own decision on it? I don't know, but I feel like they were just trying to waste time. That's all I've ever felt about this. Well, one of the best things about it, so I've got all the stats in front, well, a lot of the stats here in front of me, provided by Sydney Morning Herald, smh.com.au. And one of the things I love, so one of the most, um, one of our our previous Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, um, who was a bit of an idiot. He was like our version, if you're listening from overseas, because I know that there are people that listen from overseas, thank you very much, SoundCloud, for those stats. And for those overseas listening, um, or as someone in my family said, maybe just someone has a VPN turned on. But anyway, um, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I know I didn't think of that at all. But I know it's gone and ruined it for us. 
let's just say there's someone in the US listening or a couple people. Um, Tony Abbott, in his uh, his electorate, uh, he is very against gay marriage and he's just complete nutcase idiot, bit of a child... He's like ignorant. that. He's like that dopey uncle that we all have that you love, but you just go, but, oh, man, you're an idiot. You, you just want to argue with him all the time as well. Because mm, he's an idiot and really backwards. Anyway, seventy-five um, percent <laughs> of his uh, electorate voted for marriage equality, which is hilarious. Because um, it's kind of like, well, shove that up your ass, you dumb, stupid idiot. You're wrong, uh, and completely out of touch with your electorate. Oh, entirely. My electorate, though, of for some reason, I, I've I just argued this with Drew before that it shouldn't actually I shouldn't where I live shouldn't be part of this electorate, but they decided to make it this way last year for some stupid reason. Um, the electorate that I live in actually said no to it. Fifty six point four percent of people said no to it, which is a bit annoying. Whereas the electorate the electorate that I always grew up part of, which now I'm not because fuck you. Um, this map uh, voted 79.9% of people uh, said yes to it so they're in favour of it so yeah yeah it's been a good day isn't it it's been a rainbow a a rainbow filled day especially on 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 the news feed did you see the announcement were you watching the announcement I did watch it I watched it live and at 10 o'clock it was like the results coming out at 10 he went on and on and on he was just holding off it's like it was a commercial television network oh mr personality too there's i i love Jeez. the deadpan face and then there, there were one or two moments toward the end where he sort of cracked a smile for a second and then it he just... was loving the attention though oh yeah <laughs> he knew that he, he would just keep waffling on and everyone would just be like, like man not... you got what i want the whole country has to stop and listen to me for the next few minutes i am going to milk this forever this will be the barbecue and pool talk for the rest of my life it reminded me of the end of the x factor like <laughs> when when they're standing there and they're like the winner of the x factor oh yeah 2017 yeah <laughs> is yeah ad break <laughs> and then yeah just like holding it and holding it one of my favorite radio stations or one of my favorite radio shows actually took one of those grabs the real grab <laughs> the real time delay before the answer and they had to make a prank a prank phone call or order a pizza or something like that in the gap and the pause and wow. they did it the pause went for like a minute of just nothing and the crowd just cheering and saying who is it that's like so, every yeah. episode of master chef yeah pretty much every single um, episode the holding off uh, oh. So yeah, let's take a look at some of these stats, some more of these stats, because it's quite interesting and quite a landslide moment. Um, yes. I walk quickly. Our prime minister has said that he wants to um, pass it by Christmas. I <laughs> get this in, approve it, and there you go. Uh, Merry Christmas, LGBTQI community. Yep. Yes, thank, I don't know. I thank hope you, I right again. Prime Minister Trumbull, for um, <laughs> Trumbull for being very very passionate this whole time and for never wavering in your view (laughs) on the matter and for not allowing things like a hate campaign or or a postal vote to go through that would cost millions oh wait that's (laughs) hilarious i thought it was the complete opposite i know right Mm, it's interesting isn't it oh but Um, but 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 santa trumbull is going to deliver us an absolute definite definite vote in the parliament so, you know, yeah. we'll see. Well, 
what what's interesting looking at it is that so every state <clears throat> excuse me every state voted yes like as a state um we also got what was the percentage of people it was like um 70 it's like 77 percent of people actually voted which is enormous apparently it was the higher a higher turnout to vote for this than what the uk had for brexit yep which is interesting um but like looking at this so every single state voted yes for it and i remember during like the early counts or early um not not uh, just uh, speculation it was looking at like it was going to be like 77 78% for yes but it turned out to be only i, I say only a majority is a majority but it was only 61.6% and that was far less than i thought it would be um yeah I expected it to be around this mark, and the reason I did was because I think there are a lot of people out there who do not actively voice their opinion on it, and they would have chosen to make whatever decision they did on that vote, but they would have done it quietly, and they would have just kept it to themselves. So yeah, that's a good idea. That's a and, good point. And, and you know what? It doesn't matter what you choose to vote, but keeping it to yourself like that, that was the whole point. It was meant to be a private vote correct and correct and that there were a number of people out there who wanted to keep that intact and mm. and that's fine that's fine oh 100 the, the, the whole for that. the whole point of this was was not about voting yes or no but about actually going out there and taking the opportunity to vote and to have your say because even if their methods of gaining this information were wholly and solely wrong we were still given an opportunity to have a say and it was wonderful that's true and, we, and true. we've worked out with a wonderful result yeah that's exactly right um fun, fun fact the number of people that voted yes I, I was just informed before is more than the entire population of denmark say again the number of people that voted yes is more than the population of denmark Oh, wow. That's a lot of people that voted yes. Yeah. Suck on that, Denmark. We've got more people that voted yes than your entire country. Hey, be nice. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you know we um, you. Yes. What of it? Um, only 17 of Australia's 150 electrolytes. Uh, electorates, electrolytes. Electrolytes? It's what, it's what plants crave. Uh, only 17 of Australia's 150 electorates voted no. Most of these were in the state I'm from, or we're from, New South Wales. Uh, three were in Queensland and two in Victoria. And that means that Sydney is the stupidest bunch of people in this country. But I could have told you that because they are from less intelligent backgrounds or they are from heavily religious points of view, which I think should not conflict with this thing at all because it's not a religious matter. It is a civil matter. Exactly. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot. So, yeah. You're but, just a retail salesperson. That's it. Yes, exactly right. You, um, you don't communicate with the public. Yeah, on a daily basis no. for almost in my entire day. No, I don't do any of that. So what the hell would I know? Yeah, interesting. So that's that's fantastic. I think that's really, really, really great. Big news today. Um, what a what a start to the day it was. So great for the community to be able to do that. That's very good for them. Very happy for them, and very happy for Australia that we're able to do that. And Hopefully our elected representatives follow through with this majority and do the right thing by it. Um, yeah, 
That's my opinion of it. Exactly. All right. Well, on that jolly note, what's our next topic for this evening? Or this morning? Uh, well, wherever you're, well, this, whenever you're listening from. <laughs> we're listening to it. Oh, we're record. Like I said, recording this on Thursday morning. Te- yeah, so technically, it's the morning now. Yes, I hope to have it up by the time you have to go to work. Uh, if you're listening to that right now, well, then it's completely irrelevant. When I say right now, I mean doesn't matter. Uh, okay, this one's pretty interesting. So just before we get to the debate on uh, the term millennial, yep. I'd like to just say this, which is, uh, it's out from a large investment firm, I guess they are, uh, Credit Suisse, who say it's time to feel sorry for the millennials. Uh, this is the first line of this report I'm reading. Uh, millennials get a lot of press, good and bad. Um, uh, they've had a run of bad luck. And that low wealth tends to disproportionately be found amongst the younger age groups. Uh, what else do they say that I think is quite interesting? They faced the rigors of the financial crisis and have also been widely hammered by high rising, high and rising house prices, rising student debt and increased inequality. Millennials are not only likely to experience greater challenges in building their wealth over time, but also greater wealth inequality than previous generations. <clears throat> Baby boomers, was was that you that was complaining about how lazy we are and how we don't do anything? How and by their age they had a house, blah 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 blah. That was them. Hashtag GTFO because you are wrong. Yeah, that's that's not to say that the millennials are just sitting back on their laurels expecting a handout by any means. No, 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 no. We would be lazy sacks of garbage if we were doing that. Yeah, that's some people are. Yeah. Yeah, obviously there are a few that are, but it it is a different time now, and there are challenges, and hopefully something lets up, hopefully there's another big market crash, apparently the housing boom is meant to crash in the next couple of years. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, I mean, if we look at it, like in, in Sydney where we live, the the average house price I think is over a million dollars. It's heading that, and like, yeah. or just under, or something like that. And Sydney is one of the most expensive cities in the world to live. Like, are you kidding me? Which is funny because to... quality of living wise, it's not actually near the top anymore. Well, of course, it's not because everyone's depressed because they're spending so much money on just trying to get around. How good was that commercial for Melbourne that was playing in the cinema tonight? Ugh. it just I... it it absolutely okay. So there's a commercial playing in the cinemas right now about visiting Melbourne, and it just shows you how much better Melbourne is than Sydney in every way. Melbourne is a fantastic place. I really like Melbourne. Yeah. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's because when I go down there, it's because I'm going down for fun, and also because I don't have any responsibility in Melbourne. Um, I'm sure that is most definitely part of it, but it's also just a more cruisy, um, more welcoming, more inviting sort of place to be. It makes sense. You don't you don't go there and get lost in the city because nothing makes sense and everything doesn't lead anywhere. Um, Melbourne is a grid. Uh, everything's inviting. They get behind things that are happening in their city. They're happy to go somewhere. Here we have divides. No one wants to go to the other side of the Hub Bridge. No one wants to go beyond um, the bridge to the south or the bridges to the south. It's just everyone's separated and segregated and there's no interest. And yeah, so... City is a crap place to be, I think, uh, especially with how expensive it is. And I'm so glad that Credit Suisse have said this in their global 
something or other. Um, what do they call it? They call it a global wealth report. Yeah. Um, and admitting that, pff, you know what? Actually, people that are younger or the millennial age group, I hate that term, but people of that age group or demographic are actually a little bit hard done by today. Yeah. Well, let's get into that term, millennial. So where did where did the term yeah. come from exactly? How the hell do I know? I don't know. It's just a bunch of people start saying, oh, look, these people, because they're bo- born uh, or they've grown up. Um, I, thought, post- I thought you were doing your research on this. I was doing my research on it. This, okay, this is what I've been able to come up with. <laughs> of course, as a Generation Y constituent, yes. um, I am using Wikipedia as my most reliable source. Uh, which says that there are no precise dates for when this cohort starts or ends. Um, typically or generally, it, it falls under the same age bracket as what a Gen Y would, which is just after Generation X um, from the 90, uh, the early 1980s to late 1980s and all the way through to mid-1990s and early 2000s. Um, millennials are sometimes referred to by absolutely no one, but anyway, Wikipedia says it as Echo Boomers, due to a major surge in birth rates uh, that happened same time as when we were all born. Um, but yeah, it's, it's used because of the fact that we are uh, raised or grew up post the millennium um, or became an adult post millennium. I think that it is a crap term. I hate it. And I hate just how everyone goes, oh, millennials. Like I don't throw around the term baby boomer or generation X as often as people go, oh, millennials are doing that. Millennials are whinging about that. Like, go fuck yourself. I'm generation Y. Not, yeah. a, not a millennial. I hate that term, millennial. It's, it's a shit term. It's not a nice term because there's an assumed level of ignorance to someone who is called a millennial. There's a stigma attached to it. Yeah. And it yeah, does and not apply. It does not apply to every person that was born in that era. No, that's right. It, it, it's a pointless term. I think that it does have its place, um, but I see it as someone that was born post- the millennium, millennium change. I think that, sure, there's Baby Boomer, um, Gen X, Gen Y, and a millennial should be someone that is of this millennium. I am someone of the previous millennium. Why am I different to you? Not only that. I wasn't that, born on that side of it. We remember the previous millennium. My kids shows all, all my childhood was yeah. pre-millennium. It was 90s. Yeah. Yeah. We are 90s exactly right. children. That, that is the way we've been raised. That's the way mm. we still see the world. We still see the world as what it was before the year 2000 and what's happened after. What's What's even in, more interesting, actually, is, is so at work when I interact with people all the time and there are some people that are older than me. Well, so there are, there, there's, I guess, the majority of people that, that come in to see me where I work and what I do yep. um, are older than me. Yep. But then there are those that are younger than me as well. And whether they're the children of um, these customers that are coming to see me or not, their kids are younger than me, definitely. And I, even I sit there and get confused or annoyed at a computer or at a phone or at piece of technology and go i i don't know how to make this work and the kids go oh it's easy it's like well go fuck yeah go fuck yourself like i'm sorry (laughs) like i'm already it's crazy with how fast the world is changing and how fast technology is is moving um we're already falling behind like we're already losing touch with things have you seen the video of the ai robot Oh, the, the dumb one from Saudi Arabia or whatever that's been granted citizenship. Yep, yep. Have you or watched... the one that looks like it shut itself from Honda. No, I haven't seen... I just saw a little bit of the video of it talking and it, it its mouth 
didn't move, but it had a voice or something like that. The but mouth still the mouth moves a little. It's weird, but oh, okay, it's just out of, out of tune or out of time. I watched first. I watched one of the creators interviewing her, mm-hmm. and I then, saw that one. That's and then I, I watched a journalist interviewing her, and both were equally terrifying. Well, that's the crazy thing. It's Apparently, so they, they were saying that the memory of it were was. Uh, so so it was a later iteration of the same thing so yep. like the you know yep. the 14th version of it yeah but the memories it shared were from the previous version still because it was still part of who it was yep that is bizarre that's not right stop doing that don't have that happen also also her memory bank is also a flood of information that she can download from the internet so you ask her a question about anything and she can access that information but in her in her mind, it's treated as a memory. Oh, that's not right, because it's going to realise that humans are the thing that's the worst thing for this planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, all and, and all our it, sci-fi nightmares are coming true. <laughs> if it becomes self-aware, we know what happens if it becomes self-aware. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Look, I don't think that's a good idea. But, again, technology is far escaping my abilities. If you make me sit down to use even Microsoft Excel, a piece of software from the 90s or whatever it was, or early 2000s, I have... Some people are able to put the writing... I was talking about this today with someone. Some people are able to put headings and stuff like that at like a 45-degree angle. How the hell do you do that? The whole thing's just a grid. In Excel? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah! That's too stressful. 45-degree angles. This software's just lines. I didn't understand and like opening up certain things on the internet and using certain like on a smartphone certain gestures and stuff like that and the phone that I'm going to get soon which I'm not going to name the brand on because I already said it and I don't want to say it again X it's going to recognize my it's going to recognize <laughs> Drew <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to recognize my face how? that's witchcraft alright here's what I don't understand in this day and age where the technology is moving along so quickly and there are so many new possibilities and, and all this, that, and the other, why have we not returned to the moon? Oh, Drew, Just, thank you so much for saying that. Why I, you have know we what? not gone back? Okay, so this is the same point that I make to every. I have no idea, and I think it is ridiculous, how people are like, oh, don't worry about the moon, let's go to Mars. Who gives a shit about Mars? It's so far away. It's going to take like 12 like uh, twelve minutes or like 20 minutes to actually realize something that's happened. I don't care about that. I want instant. It's all about now, the today world. But, but, but seriously. If, you, yeah. if they want to go to Mars, why aren't they building space stations and then staggering the journey across? Why is yes. none of that happening? Why, Thank you. Why, We've never why are we not, this in person. Why are we not building a base on the moon? Because... It, I don't get well, it because I, okay. So I 100% believe the moon landing is real. I'm not one of those people that believes that it was faked by any means. Dumb shit. 100% real. Why well, actually, are quickly, we not? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can actually say this because they're probably not listening, but oh my God, Emmanuel is probably such an idiot and believes that the moon landing was fake. Isn't that right, Emmanuel? <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're going to message me, but I'm not going to get a message because you don't message people. And also because you're not listening. <laughs> Continue. Just your luck. This will be the one time he tunes into the show again. <laughs> I know. It's true. But seriously. Come at me, bro. 
that'll be a whole discussion he has with you, I'm sure, next time he's on. <laughs> For hours. But why... Okay, so Richard Branson is actually making some inroads into Virgin Galactic, which is super cool. You know, it's going to mm-hmm. revolutionize flight and travel yeah, it's time. It's going to be awesome. It's going to make the world even smaller than it already is. You know? It's crazy. But why are we not expanding space stations? Why aren't we doing more out there? Why has the majority of the funding to NASA been cut? Why is space no longer interesting? What what I don't understand as well is, um, which is interesting, actually the International Space Station has only got about 10 years left on its um, life before they have to bring it down and exactly. destroy it. Which is just shattering. Like, oh my God, they better build a second one. Um, they, have no, they have no funding. How are they going to? Which is d- devastating. Um, I would hope that Europe, uh, European Space Station, uh, European Space Agency gets behind it a lot. The Russians um, and the Chinese will probably do something before we, because they're actually the rest of the world does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the moon. So apparently, the Apollo spacecrafts um, were had the same or less capacity than the modern SIM card. If that is a true fact, why do they have to spend so much money aiming for something that is beyond the technology that we have now? If they could get to the moon on technology that is the same or less efficient than a SIM card by today's standards, why not just build a spacecraft that is of the same standard or same technology level as like a smartphone? That's all you need to do. Don't go beyond what is now. Because then you're wasting time on you know, resources and money on researching something for the future. We went there on something shit. Go there on something that is, by today's standards, fine. You'll be so far ahead of where we were before. There was a lot of political reasoning that, that got that got us to the moon in the first place. And there oh, was, yeah. there was the space race. War. Yeah. That, like, that motivated them. Right now, there is nothing motivating them. Well, besides the fact that millions of people would watch it and be such a fantastic win for commercial television, they think that people aren't interested in going to the moon and therefore we have to go to Mars to, you know, capture the audience's imagination. But we're, imagination. Not, even, we're not even going to Mars, Mars yet. No, yeah, I know. Go to the moon. This I is will, the point. We're not going into space. We're sending drones out there to take mm. photos and samples that they test there and send the results back. They're not even bringing anything back. What well, is going on? Life, haven't we? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, that's crap. Um, yeah. But seriously, we should go to the moon. I, and I, th- I think that reports have started to come out, or like discussions have started to come out of NASA that they might, in fact, head for the moon first. Scrap. Let let um, uh, Elon Musk. Excuse me. Head for uh, let Elon Musk head for the moon. Uh, so for Mars, and instead, NASA focus on returning to the moon, which I think would be wiser. Again, to one of the reasons why it costs so much, I guess, to go into space and go to places and send people places is because fuel costs. It costs so much to send people out there. But if you had a base on the moon, you need so much less propulsion to go from the moon to Mars because there's so much less resistance. Well, why yeah. the hell not do that? That it's makes so much more sense. Yeah. I, and this, this is my also- point. This is my whole point. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. Why have we not discussed this in person, Drew? This is such a big thing that I'm so glad someone else is of the exact same opinion as I am. This is why it's fun it's to bring to it up on the show. <laughs> yes, it is. It's always fun. Um, yeah, look, I, I completely think we should go to the moon. I don't think I would ever... Okay, here's one for you. 
of this world of technology. Stupid yes. millennials probably being the the ones to you know take advantage of all of this. <laughs> um, do you think? And remember, I'm not a millennial, so it's the other stupid people. Um, do you think you would ever go to space, or are you? Does the risk outweigh the reward? Ooh. Like, if you were given the opportunity, would would you do it? There are a lot of different factors that would have to be at play. I have always wanted to. Always. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to go into space. Because it's so interesting. I have a very deep love of anything to do with space. And by extension, just growing up around so much science fiction. And, and looking for what was real in it. However, also being a parent now changes your perception of things as well and what risks you are prepared to take. If there was a way to achieve it where the risk was very minimal, if even, like... Non-existent. Yeah. Then I'd go in a heartbeat. Which is why um, Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic thing is very interesting to me. Because... They did recently have that failure, though. They did. They did. Everyone died. But those are some of the risks that happen when you're when you're starting something, not when it's already established. If I was having to go on something that hadn't that hadn't been established and tried and tested and, you know, something that had become the norm, it it mm. like it'd have to be something that was already well established for me to do it now. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess I'm of the same opinion. That's a very good answer, I think. Um, I mean, I guess if it becomes common, like a general or regular airline flight, commercial airline flight somewhere, like that is such a common thing and it happens so frequently. Like if you think about it right now, there are probably about a thousand if not actually a thousand probably like two thousand to ten thousand flights taking off right now yeah i don't know i'm throwing that number pulling that number there are i have absolutely no idea there are less um casualties from air travel than there are from cars well you're more what's the stat you're like five times more likely to die on the way to the airport than you are actually at the airport or on the plane yeah um i i (laughs) I guess the stigma behind air, air accidents or you know disasters it's because your feet are not on the ground. You're not in control. Well, well, not just that though, but the result is more catastrophic in that there's more people in the same place, and it just looks more spectacular having something plummet out of the sky as opposed to driving into a pole or something or t-boning someone else. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, the rate at which it happens. It, it doesn't happen often at all. It's such a rare thing. And each, because each event is, there's more than like five people caught up in it. It just becomes a huge thing. And everyone thinks about it and it's like, oh my God, the end of the world. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, I don't know if I'd go to space. Would you ever go on the, one of those G-Force things? Those zero G flights in Russia or whatever it is? That would be a lot of fun. Oh, but wouldn't you feel so sick? Jesus. Oh, completely. But wouldn't you want to float? G-Forces. Yeah, that's true. I've always wanted to find some way to go into some sort of anti-gravity chamber. It would be a lot of fun. No, you know what would be a lot of fun? Actually, it wouldn't be. It would be absolutely horrifying. What? Going into one of those 100% soundproof rooms. Because you would hear everything 
everything from your heart beating to the blood pumping through your veins to your muscles and like joints like creaking and cracking i think i would go insane within about the first second because i cannot stand hearing my own heartbeat it drives me so crazy where are these rooms i've heard of them but where are they uh, like universities have them. I think I think Australia has one even. I think one of our um, Australian universities has has a soundproof room, but I wouldn't want to go in it. it I'd just be the most messed up sounding thing. I've got to find a way to get you into that room. No, that's not <laughs> a good idea. Oh, it'd be horrifying. The only other time I've been so no, I'm not, no, I won't talk about the other time. But it's interesting at that one at time work at today. Band camp. <laughs> yeah, I almost sound like I was doing that. That at work today, I was in a lift, a really in, real industrial. Um, kind of commercial grade lift and back dock yep Yay. completely metal completely air back dock represent um completely metal but there was a mattress in this lift and the mattress that was in this lift made it so soundproof i could hear every single bit of oh sorry i heard no echo off of my voice at all it was so confusing and disconcerting being in that that lift today I love that lift. Quite interesting. It's a great lift. <laughs> Except I got stuck in it once, but yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> every time no, I'm in there, I, because... every time I'm in there, I think, oh, maybe this time it'll break. <laughs> no, it's not a good thing. So the last time when I did get stuck in it, it's because I just finished laughing at, not at the in the face of, but laughing behind the back of a man with a really little head. <laughs> it's like, you, okay, so you know how people's necks branch out and it's like a the head sit at the top of the neck yeah this guy's head didn't branch out from the neck it just kind of went up it looked like what, that pokemon what is it like di- dildo uh, di- Daldo? i don't know what its name is ditto oh is it ditto? no no like the do dojiwo and those things oh we're gonna sound like such retards here how do i not uh, remember this it's called ditto it's ditto i know no, it's no ditto. ditto is the purple blob that transforms into any oh, other yeah. Pokemon uh, it's, that it, it starts with D though it's Pokemon I'm going to google this Pokemon that looks like mound of dirt I wonder if Google yeah uh, oh, first one it found <laughs> first one what's, what's what the... is your name uh, it doesn't say the, why does the, the two Diglett... version oh, is it Diglett it's Diglett. And then there's Dojuo and Doug Trio. Yeah. They're the evolutions. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So this guy just absolutely <laughs> looked like a pinhead. It's brilliant. Is this someone I've Greatest met? thing I've seen. No, it was a customer. Oh, okay. <laughs> just walking past me and I had to stop and go, <gasps> like I, I gasped as he walked past. I couldn't believe it. Okay. Actually... Actually, it, this is funny. So we're talking about technology, and we're also talking about the increasing speed of technology, yep. and we're also talking about um, space travel, and then you know commercial airlines and everything like that. Here's a fun fact for you: Singapore Airlines, who first started flying the Airbus A380, that's the big double-decker one. If you don't know what it is, the big double-decker super jumbo thing yep. looks like a whale, yep, big yep. one that looks like it's going to fall out of the sky every couple of seconds. Yep. Okay, so that plane started flying in 2007. So not that long ago, really, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it is already being retired, that plane. They've already said, no, nah, it's too old now. It's 10 years old. Are you kidding me? That like, planes normally last for like 20, 25, 30 years. 
10 years on and saying, nah, it's already past it. This is planned obsolescence at its finest. Holy shit, it affects everything. This is like retiring the Concorde. I've never, un- I've never understood retiring the Concorde. But- uh, because it was just such a monumental disaster. But it had one crash. Yeah. Who gives one. up on something after one thing? One. Mind you, everyone died on it, but at the same time, like, one. That's... Yeah, but if The that... 747 has killed probably over, like, a thousand people. Oh, easily. And, like, nine people died on the Concorde or something like that. Something, some low number like that. And they're like, nah, it's... Nah, we have to retire it. Are you kidding me? Such a joke. It doesn't make any sense, Super but... Supersonic flight. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Reeling news. Yeah, let's move into some reeling news. Now, to take a step back from all the technology and go back to... Mm-hmm. Oh, what decade was... Yeah, the 30s. Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. Based on the novel by Agatha Christie about famous detective Hercule Poirot. The film is directed by and starring Kenneth Branagh and the most ridiculously talented cast of supporting players. Who do we have? We had Johnny Depp, Judi Dench, Daisy Ridley... Willem Dafoe, uh, oh, Michelle Wait, Pfeiffer. Was he, but who was he playing in this? Was he playing the Austrian, the Austrian doctor? No, but was he playing? Um, oh no, don't. No, I won't say it. That's terrible. Please no, I'm not going to say it. Continue. Uh, who else was in there? Derek- the ally or Dafoe? Oh god. Are you done? Yep. Yep. Okay. Derek Jacoby, Josh Gad. Uh, yeah, anyway, tons of familiar faces. The movie itself, aside from a few editing issues that definitely affected the story, was quite a good film. Quite a good yes. viewing. I've been trying to I've been trying to work out how I thought about it because you you could tell as soon as I left the film that I was like left the cinema I wasn't completely convinced. No. Not on the story. I think the story had the book, I mean, definitely had its place in this world and at its time was probably something like Psycho where it wasn't just this overused kind of joke. So it had some credibility to it. I think that by today's standards, the story is out of touch and uh, a bit tiring, almost a predictable kind. Not not It wasn't predictable because I did predict it was going to happen like that um, or how the film carried out. Um, mainly because I hadn't read the the book, but I think that the story itself um, is outdated and doesn't work and didn't work for today's audience, personally. Given how old the story I, is, like given I, yeah, no disrespect to it, I completely yeah. agree with you, but but I don't think that it um, stands up to today's world. Okay. So credit to yeah. it. I think it's a great story, but as a film, or as an update, adaptation to a film today, um, it didn't grasp me. I didn't, um, yeah, hang in there. So the way I looked at it was rather than rather than taking that sort of stuff on board, I've gone, right, okay, that kind of story was written for that time, but I'm not watching it necessarily to be enthralled by by a very well-worn story i'm watching it to see how they do it how they make it how they perform 
and all through the movie, all I thought was, this looks like a film shot in the 60s that's just had a bloody good restoration. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it was a well-made film. Like, it was it was well-made. It the, was. The attention to detail, the props, the sets, the scenery, the actors themselves, costuming, everything, and the camera work was phenomenal. They, they captured the... They captured the feeling. I, I felt claustrophobic watching it, which I think was part of the part of the intention. You're meant to feel suffocated in there the same way all the passengers do. Mm. And and I thought they nailed that. So there was a lot of good to it. But there were just a few little things there that just sort of let it down a little bit. Not enough to put me off it, but enough for mm. me to go, right, like they could have used a little more time to fine tune it. Not not just that though, but the character is such a for being such a such an intelligent person, such a on the ball, smart kind of um, yeah detective. To I don't want to give things away or go too much into detail, but he the main game didn't stand up to what were kind of teased of him or led to believe of him. He clearly has trouble with this particular case. Like, like it's something that rattles him to the core because when he does work out the mystery, he realizes that that's not actually what it is that's that he's having trouble dealing with. Mm. It's it's not. It was the trick wasn't to work out who the murderer was it's to be able to reconcile with the reasoning yes and that's that's what actually challenges him more than anything that's a valid point um that's interesting of course you can see our full review on the 35th mil that will be out probably next week yeah we hope yeah um, we'll get to that um we got a busy few days ahead. Our reviews. We, yes. we have we have we're very sorry to those of you that do watch them um <laughs> I know there's a few of you out there because our there Blade are. our Blade Runner review just crossed a hundred views, which was yeah, that's the second one. Quite a, quite a pleasant moment for us. Oh yeah, but I, I have one piece of really news really quickly. Yes, let's hear it. I introduced my family, well, my parents mainly, to Vines the other day. Oh no, that it was very well received. We all f- sat there almost as a well, we sat there as a family actually. Um, all of us sat there vines. on the couch watching Vines, and it was brilliant. It was such a good... That was so great. Isn't it nice when you just find something hilarious and you can watch it as a family? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so corny. Oh, God. Moving moving on. Had a lifetime of that with great sitcoms. Oh. What was that? <laughs> that was me going, oh. But I just Aww. did it fast, so it sounded like a fart. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what all our topics for today were. Oh, no, that, that was all. That was all except for the most important one of all. Oh, uh, before we touch upon that, the only thing we didn't talk about. This is our tenth episode. Yes, it is. How good are we? We actually committed to something, and we've done it. Ten episodes. We have made every weekly deadline. There has been mm-hmm. a new episode for you every Thursday. We've had times in the last 10 weeks where we've we've absolutely struggled to make it, but we've done it. We we have chronicled Kent's miss missing escapades every week with due mm. diligence. 
we have tried to bring you some humor, some Ow. entertainment, some clumsy film moments, and we've even tried to be a little bit informative. But All we controversial. Wa- yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Outspoken. Yeah. Out- outspoken. And more than that, we actually want to know what do you guys want to hear. We ask some of you, and you go, "Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Just uh, no. We want to know." literally give us topics we want to talk about stuff but we don't always know what we want to talk about we just like to be on the show just contact us you can be on it i don't care where you're from we will set it up yeah it's not hard for us to set it up yes and a microphone that usually helps and some headphones anything something that you can talk to us through yes because we want to open up the conversations which leads me to bring up next week's episode because yes we are going to have a very special guest. A um, mm-hmm. well, he's a good friend of mine. Um, unfortunately, the same can't be said for Phil as it is Phil's arch nemesis. Yeah. So we already know he's he's uh, he's got a few topics ready to discuss. They're not all um, Phil centric, but no. there's going to be some some laughs to be had. And uh, look, the credit where it's due, though. Yes. No, I can't say it. I can't. No, I can't give credit where it's due to this scumbag of a person. I can say this while he's not here because he's going to absolutely trounce me next week with his um, <laughs> insults and everything like that. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to know what's going to hit me. But anyway, um, yeah. Oh, Jesus, bring it on, though. Everyone's going to have an arch nemesis, and uh, we one day selected each other. So. Yeah, bring it on. We we were going to have this legend on the show this week to celebrate we our 10th episode. Fishing. Yeah. Bastard. Hey, hey, hey. So long as well, he's gone up to Darwin. It's warm then. It's not warm enough here. I love that you're keeping tabs on his whereabouts. Yes. You always have to know where they are. Yep. Yeah. Safety. Make sure, yeah. <laughs> Safe distance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we are very excited to have him on the show next week. But we would like to hear from a few more of you, if any of you would also like to guest on the show with us and talk about... Damn it, we forgot something you like. as well. What? What? Uh, we forgot to talk about uh, DJ Quads as well. We'll postpone that to next week as well, because we will definitely talk about it. This is the last week you're going to hear the song, um, Fun Time. Uh, it gets retired after this episode, might come back years down the track, we'll see. Um, seems, last... seems suitable. We, we've had a pretty fun time the last oh, couple of weeks. Hell yeah! Um, we... And also, yes. also, I have to, um, I have to make an apology. So, I've got to get something important out of the way as well. Um, uh, it, it's a pretty big apology as well, just for saying that we we're talking about last week, um, and we got something wrong. And I'd like to own up for that. Uh, last week, you may remember that we um, were discussing at one point. The states of the United States of America, and we oh, mentioned no, no, and we mentioned that Maryland was not a state. That is false. Maryland is a state. What? So I just thought I would apologize for that. Wait, I hope you guys didn't think I was actually going to apologize for anything else because we didn't have to talk about anything else at all, controversial or say anything incorrectly at all. Um, oh, so Maryland is actually a state. So I just like to apologize for saying that it was not. Okay, that's. <laughs> you thought it was going to be serious there, didn't you, Drew? A little bit, yeah. And then Never. I thought, what on earth are you going to apologise for? And yeah, of course it was the bloody states. <laughs> oh, God. Haven't enough people apologised for the United States? 
But this is different. I'm apologising to the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that never happens. You can have that no, one. That's right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> barring any other apologies. Yep. Let us get on to our favourite moment every week. Oh, yes. It is, it is. time. Oh, yeah. Go on. I know you want to say it. Okay. (laughs) It is time for the next inductee into the Sick Kent of the Week Hall of Fame. Uh, And this week it goes to 61.6% of Australians for voting yes to uh, change the marriage equality, uh, marriage bill of Australia to enable um, same-sex marriage. So for that reason alone... 61.6% 61.6% of Australians get uh, the Sick Kent of the Week uh, Hall of Fame position for this week and uh, on the 10th edition, so that's really special. I think it gets an extra gold star if I look at the chart right in front of me here, which I have absolutely not got in front of me. Yep, extra gold star for them. Uh, and Woo! the other, what is it, 40, 49.4% off with my really shockingly bad maths. I think I'm right. 39 um, Yep. Um, <laughs> Just accept it. Um, Otherwise, you're going to say yeah, you 110% can... of people. Well, you always have to give 110%. Australia tends to do that, so that's what I meant to say. Um, oh, yeah, good out of that one. Yeah, you can go uh, and get royally uh, taken up the backside. And that's all I have to say on that. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, 61% of the nation are now members of the Sick Kent of the Week Hall of Fame. Yeah. And we can't think of a more deserving group right now. Mm-hmm. I do have one little query. Why yeah. did the LGBTQI community not enlist Optus as their number one sponsor, as their main word? Their, their yes. entire campaign is yes. Well, have you noticed that their Facebook page now has the yes in, in rainbow, rainbow colors? I did see that, yeah. <laughs> jumping on the bandwagon. And I thought, why didn't you use this sooner? Why weren't there Optus <laughs> banners all over the country in the rainbow? And just saying yes. They don't, they, they don't have to say anything. Just say, well, we're just Optus, yes. You go, Come on, guys. It would have been the but easiest yeah, bit of marketing. It's very true. They should have done that instead of getting um, Cuba Gooding Jr. to go and talk about the iPhone ten. I'm actually also a little surprised that our own workplace didn't do a little more, but they did. They did internally and on their they, page, they did, they like did. Facebook page they, as well. They did internally, and they made sure that their internal communications were also worldwide. I, I'm yeah. very proud of that. Um, but, they're also rather low key about things like that. Anyway, they didn't really push very much. No, but there was an opportunity to go out in the community. But you know what? That's true. It's all right. It's all right, because we know that we work for a company that is very supportive. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. Anyway. That's true. I, th- I think that's um, that's it for episode X. Sorry, 10. 10. <laughs> uh, we've had a great time today, and we look forward to the next 10, and especially next week's episode 11, because Phil's going to get absolutely destroyed bamboozled yeah sure yeah and uh i guess for the 10th time there's only one way to end it is there (laughs) yep (laughs)